you tend to be discouraged in the daily moments or find the day to be mundane, we are here to encourage you, providing nourishment of word and spirit through every day in every season. We believe God did not call you, anoint you, and set you apart to live in an ordinary way. We're here to talk about how to bring the victory God gives in the practical every day. Like laundry, friendships, PB&J making, budgeting, church life, healing, and conflict resolution. I mean, who gets that last piece of pie or sit shotgun? Even in all these things, you can live like more than a conqueror. We are your hosts. I am Christine Janes. And I am Jocelyn DeWitt. This is Devoted Devoted in in the the Daily. Okay, we're kicking off. We're kicking it off. Let's let's talk about sisterhood. <gasps> sisterhood. <laughs> so so many good things to think about when it comes to sisterhood and friendship. And friendship. That's sweet. Okay, so I um as I was preparing, I started like, you know, looking up verses and I'm like, "Wait, I like wrote a chapter about friendship you straight up wrote a chapter and i'm like gosh i gotta just like let me let me refresh and i went back and i'm like this is good (laughs) this is good stuff and the thing is when i i mean i've gotten so much better at just at communicating Mm -hmm. but ideally i prefer writing because i have a hard time coming up with the right words at the right time and like so when i write things down it's easier like you know to make sure that i get the right words you can reflect yeah yeah so that's sweet can i just like share what i wrote please share so in in the book crown and sword one of the sections we talk about love and um philo love is one that i cover and in here we really talk a lot about friendship love it So what you got? Okay, I'm going to read it. Yeah. Friendship is a beautiful thing. What would we do without our friends, comrades, the people in our world who see us for who we truly are and love us anyway? Those who go out of our way to spend time with us, people who share tears and laughter and affection, a kindred spirit who does the hard stuff and the good stuff alongside you, not because they have to, but because they want to. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Philo love is brotherly love. This is a love between friends, which bring brings people to the point of familiar closeness. A love that binds hearts and lives in unique ways. While Philo love can be absolutely present between siblings, it's often found more strongly in friendships. This type of love is found in friends who are looking in the same direction and have like minds and goals. They spur each other on and find strength in one another for life's journey. Experienced jointly, agape, philo, love, well, it makes living fun. It gives a pure and healthy drive to press onward in life and motivates us to enjoy the journey. The color and depth that this love brings to our life is crucial. It's crucial for living well. Scriptures give us plenty of examples of such love. Barnabas and Paul, Elizabeth and Mary, Ruth and Naomi, Moses and Aaron, Elijah and Elisha, Jonathan and David. Mm -hmm. The list goes on. I can't name a favorite. There are too many to choose from. In my life, I've been extremely blessed and to have experienced a great depth of this Philo love. Each friendship is unique, drawing out and motivating a different part of me. Mm. 
investing in and being invested in by different women with different gifts and personalities and different seasons of life is one of the main reasons you and I were created. Living out this Philo love is a primary call on each our lives. This is what brings God glory. This love reflects our God and his passion and his sacrifice and her, his generosity and his help and his encouragement and in his comradeship. Let us not live lives that are apathetic and limp with colorless relationships. May we be a sisterhood that is alive, that is active and vivid. I love that. You made a lot of really good points in there. Yeah? Yeah. You want to um, unpack any of that? So, I just, sister, when I first came to the Lord, I didn't like have really any friends. Okay. And so it was a whole new world for me to like think about friendship, think about sisterhood, think about what that meant. Yeah. Um, And I was just an isolated, you know, mama four. Mm. So it was... Ugh. And for a long, long time. So it was a whole new world to like have people want to have relationship and want to have communication and want to like go out to coffee and like do all these things. It was um, exciting and hard at the same time. And I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But um, it's a beautiful, beautiful gift for every season to be poured into, be ch- to be chosen to be poured into mm-hmm. and to pour into others. Mm-hmm. Right. And to experience the philo love that comes in a friendship yeah and in a sisterhood in every facet and form and sometimes and this is a thing that i had a hard time accepting for a little bit was sometimes those seasons are not the time frame that we want them sometimes they're different kinds of seasons and and that's good too like every in every facet god uses every kind of friendship we have and i think it's beautiful yeah can you expand on what you just said with the, like, it's not when we want it? <laughs> because I believe that God brings people into our relationship to, to iron sharpens iron. Yes. Right. And our sisters are called to love and walk us through and us with them every kind of season, every kind of journey. Yeah. And that's a sharpening and that's kind of a rubbing mm-hmm. if we will. And it pushes us to also learn how to receive some. Yeah. Sometimes we have a hard time receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, why would you want to spend time with me? Why do you want to bring me flowers? Why? Why? What? What? I don't understand what's going on here. If you've mm. never experienced those things, the Lord wants to use sisterhood. Yeah. Friendship to teach you how to receive, how to love, how to encourage, how to have compassion. Yeah. It's just there's a lot in that. Yeah. In every season. There really is. There really is. Yeah. It's good. Um, the Lord gave me this quote yesterday. It says, a sister is a gift to the heart, a friend to the spirit, and a golden thread to the meaning of life. And I, the golden thread to the meaning of life is something that like I clung on to a little bit in that moment because we, we need sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We need it deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to walk through life, to walk through different days and hardships and, you know, triumphs. And we need an encourager and somebody to cry with. And... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're talking sisterhood, not necessarily like brother and sisterhood. Yes. I mean, yes, I yes. feel like 
you know, there's things that I can talk to or talk about with a sister in Christ that a brother in Christ just can't relate to relate to no. don't doesn't know how like I can talk to my husband about something <laughs> it's a whole nother experience to talk to a girlfriend yes and and yeah I just I need that oh and, I need it yeah too. yeah I didn't know how bad I needed it yeah until I saw received it, it and received it yeah. and had to learn how to receive it yep to have like a and and here's the thing, when it comes to female relationships, it can, there are places where that can be very not fun. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just go right out. Just, just, just dive in. Just, just dive into the, to the elephant in the room that, that is the truth behind all, you know, we can have hardship in sisterhood. Oh, for sure. And that's natural, right? Relationships we have they're hard as beautiful as they are they are hard because we're messy people we're messy people and um girls can be catty really emotional we're like can be jealous and the comp, comp- the competition yeah and mm-hmm. it's different with women than men boys right mm-hmm. like i watch it within my boys all the time but it's very um upfront and obvious Oh, yeah. Whereas I feel like when it's with girls, it's this underlying, which I think is more dangerous because it's like this almost a bitter root that can kind of get in there. Oh, yeah. And we can bring that up from like, we can bring hurts that we had when we were kids on a playground, Mm -hmm. you know, into our adult now relationships as if adult relationships aren't hard enough. Yeah. Right. Trying to make friends in your 30s or 40s with kids is like challenging yeah like how do you be like do you want to be my friend like how do you all of those things you're asking the wrong person because i will literally go (laughs) i know you would you would you would and you would and i'm better about it now but but at first i wasn't yeah but we can bring those better receive that too right and we can bring those things from being having being a kid and maybe being rejected on the playground or you know um like I was the chubby girl in school. And so I was made fun of a lot by mm. all those girls. I had a lot of catty girls. And so I just avoided being friends with girls yeah. and women. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was very easy for me to be like, no, thanks. Uh-huh. And then I missed out. Yeah. And we don't want to bring those things into good sisterhood. Okay. Now. So what does it look like? I'm wondering if we can talk about this aspect of it. You can tell that we these are not pre-planned. <laughs> we try to let the spirit just lead the conversation. We're just kind of exploring here. But how do we handle those situations when we um when maybe some jealousy or competition does rise up either within us where mm-hmm. we feel that or when we um sense that somebody else is feeling threatened or I don't know where that that competition aspect arises within another female in maybe our in the midst of relationship yeah I think we have to do a good job at going to God and spending time in prayer first first meaning meaning if we're even really feeling any kind of trigger if we're feeling any kind of emotion mm -hmm. that isn't healthy and good and loving and kind and fruitful in the spirit right um we have to be able to recognize it. We, yes. And I and I think we talked about this before, pausing and saying, wait a minute, what what's going on here? 
And going to God and saying, Lord, I've got these kinds of feelings, like letting him search your heart, letting him yeah. kind of do the dirt work in you a little bit and allowing him to go there because friendships are a gift from the Lord. Sisterhood is a gift from the Lord. It's also a commandment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's something to have a that is tr- of true value or the Lord won't provide it and really mm-hmm. ask us to nourish it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I believe once we recognize we have a sisterhood relationship or well, we have sisterhoods, but, and we're feeling some out of sorts way, jealousy, um, a little frustration, anger, maybe offense, take it to the Lord first. Yeah. And then allow your heart to go there. Allow the Lord to defend what he provides. Hmm. Defend. In your heart and in somebody else. Yeah. And we do that first in prayer by actually going and confessing like, yeah, I got this ick in me yeah, or I'm sensing something or, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Lord, right. or defend me in their heart. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, the Lord says he will defend us. Yep. Right? Yep. So if he has provided this sisterhood relationship, he's made it clear like he holds no offenses. Like his love is an example of holding no offenses. And... So I know he wants us to exemplify that in each for each other. Right. But we got to make sure we're going to God and saying, Lord, defend me in their heart or defend them in my heart and just defend mm-hmm. the relationship that you have provided, yeah. the sisterhood that you have provided and taking our expectations of what that looks like off the table. Expectations. Right? That's huge. Right. It is. And I'll tell you the truth. I feel like I became so much better at loving Mm. others when I was able to love myself. Yes. Does that make sense? Like when I was able to give myself grace and to try and, um, and, and start to really see who I was in God's eyes, Mm -hmm. experience that like, okay, I'll go there. I, I I had such this amazing, I do, I have this phenomenal relationship with God, okay? And we just had this great intimacy. And I realized at one point, shows no favoritism. Yes. And it hit me really hard because I realized that I thought I was God's favorite. <laughs> yeah. I felt this such so like I just had this such beautiful intimate experience with him and so then I was like oh my gosh God wants this with every person (laughs) oh my gosh you make me giggle yeah (laughs) yes and and so he brought me through this like revelation process of like looking at other people and realizing that he had the same love for them as he does for me Mm. does that make sense and so I felt like it was it was it was a big moment for me and I was able to start appreciating others in a different light. Oh. Does that make sense? It does. See, I had the opposite. Okay. Yeah, I would just I mean like I look at all my and all my brothers and sisters and I just I all I can see is God's like unending abounding love for them. Like I can't get over it. I just look at them and just see this just intense love that he has for his children. I, and I, 
<laughs> and I had such a hard time accepting the fact that like for a little while that like he had that for me. Huh. And so I would just yeah. want to outpour, like be a vessel to just love people the way that God loves them. Okay. Like I just love being able to do that for people. Yeah. Like to help them see that like he, he like really adores you. Like he truly is head over heels over you. Okay. And so then it was a process. To, so then it was a process yeah. to come back and be like, Jocelyn, like he cares like that for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it was a process for me to get to that point too. For, it does. To, and, and it was this dark season that I had just gone through and he, he just was so gracious to me and, and walking with me through that dark season just gave us so much intimacy. I love that. So coming out of that, realizing, oh my gosh, he loves everybody <laughs> beautifully. And it just, and there's so much grace in that, mm. that it it just was really a lot easier for me to look at other people with so much more grace and understanding after having been through a dark dark season and experiencing that with him right um right i don't know no totally yeah it was really it's just a lot easier to not feel competitive competition with people or um and and really celebrate them completely because people like yeah yes i 100 percent agree yeah i think um competition is really a tumultuous thing when it comes down to relationships and like sisterhood. is there not enough grace of god to go around you know <laughs> I, I think we just put ourselves ahead a little bit mm. and and if you're struggling to like self-love and and see that's kind of what i was talking about it's comparing like thinking others are better right than me right you yeah. were thinking people were better than you no, oh no. No, no, no no when you have that thought like this person has it better than me, that this person is prettier than me, that this person is a threat to me in some way. Right, right, right. And realizing. No. No. Like we all bring something so different. Yeah. I think really learning like how the church operates helped me with that a lot. For sure. Because then I was like, wow, like everybody brings something so different to the body of Christ and it makes it like a whole operating body. And if we were all the same, this would not work. Yep. Like a, you can't have five legs. No. And no arms. And you have to appreciate. You can, you just have to appreciate that different part of the body. Right. So it's a, it's pretty cool when you really kind of step back and you think about how different everybody is and how uh -huh. different our sisters are. Yeah. And appreciate them for their differences. Yeah. And they really do draw out a different part of us, right? And they refine a different part of yes. you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And 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 to know that some friendships are just for seasons. I struggle I I had a hard I, I had. I have I had have a hard time with that sometimes. Oh, for sure. I just because, because the enemy share, wants to get in on that. Well, yeah, and you share so much sometimes when you have such a deep relationship and you become so vulnerable and get so supported by somebody and then you support them so much and then all of a sudden seasons shift and then you don't the whole relationship changes. Right. Right. It can be extremely hard, but I've but learning that there are seasons for for different friendships mm -hmm. um it's helpful to take right. that pressure off 
Well, yeah, I think it's like a twofold. There is that. And just accepting that and yeah. really working on the fact that like God is a sea he is seasons. Yep. He talks about seasons. Yeah. It's a constant. It's yep. a thread throughout the entire word, right? So acknowledging that one, but also allowing ourselves the opportunity to reflect on relationships and making sure that you know we aren't holding on to any offenses and we have led those things down yep. and not moving on to the next season without any kind of bitterness in our heart or any yeah. kind of self-judgment or self-persecution because mm. I can fall into that trap really well and just be mm-hmm. like, well, it's all my fault. Like I did it. It's my fault. They're uh, mad. Da, yep, da, 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 yep. da. All these people, I had this inner vow that like everybody was mad at me all the time. Um, and I did. Yeah. I operated with that ungodly belief for a long time. And I remember having to like come to this point because it was relationships that prompted it yeah 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 like everything is not about me <laughs> you know like it's that basic yeah if somebody is not responding the way i want them to if somebody i don't if if there's a change in a relationship it doesn't mean that it's all about me you know right right and i and it's okay. It's okay. It's it's really okay to accept the fact that like God shifts things and moves things and um you were there for a blip of time or you weren't there for a blip of time and and, and to maybe have some self-forgiveness mm-hmm. also like when we reflect on relationships that maybe we might have messed up in. Yeah, we could have done better. We could have done better and I definitely have some of those Yeah, me too. where I really faltered and messed up and I had to just come to accept the fact that I deserve grace and mm. just as much as I outpour grace to the other person right because mm-hmm. I'm holding no offense towards the other person but I'm just shaming myself so badly for making those mistakes having forgiveness for yourself so you, you don't take it into the next mm-hmm. or bring those expectations into the next yeah and it can go the other way around well too. yeah both ways the bitterness yeah. 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 And making those judgments and then reaping them. Yeah. So, sister, it's hard. It's hard. But, it, but it's, it's good. So good. It's so sweet to the soul. I mean, when I was in the thick of it, um, like, you know, I had four boys in five years. And when I, my babies were little and I was pregnant with my fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, even before I was pregnant with my fourth, there was maybe like two years where I had, maybe it was three years, these two women that I did life with that, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I could have, (laughs) I could have gone crazy Mm -hmm. a lot sooner than (laughs) (laughs) if those women weren't there to walk through some life with me. Right. I mean, just doing the day in and day out beside me grind like it saved me i think mm-hmm. ditto yeah i definitely have many women who i met when i first surrendered to christ who have radically impacted my life yeah some i'm still close to some i'm not and and that's hard to accept but and grieve you know yes there is a grieving uh-huh. process i meant i i was thinking that as we were talking about me the too. seasons of friendship we have to allow ourselves to grieve too when when things change mm-hmm. yeah and reflect and just be thankful. Like, exactly. I'm so thankful 
for the women that I've had in every single season. Yeah. Like, I just look at them with just adoration and amazement of what amazing women they are. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, And the one thing I wanted to say is before, you know, in the middle of this is because we're messy people and we want to flourish in Christ, we have to be willing to show grace to each other. It goes both ways. Okay. Just... Just as we step into sisterhood. Right. Right? Yeah. In the good and the bad, in the crazy, just to remind ourselves to just show grace. Yep. And it's okay to say, like, I, one time I told a friend of mine, I said, if you, if you can show grace, this will work great. Mm-hmm. And I said that and I, don't, and I was like, why did that come out of my mouth? But it was just me being really honest because right. as a single mom of four, who does a lot of ministry. Like I'm crazy busy all the time. And I was just like, I want to be your friends so much. And I have understood through time that to have a valuable, good friendship, it requires grace on both sides. Right. Right. And investment. Right. Yep. Right. You have to be willing to invest and um, put grace out. Yeah. From both. Yeah. There's a group of women that I am connected with. Uh, they're based in Colorado and, um, it's called tent and they, like, we do life together. Now I am like connected. I'm kind of outside because I'm here in Idaho and they're in Colorado and, and they're doing more of the mentorship, discipleship life together there. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, they meet weekly and it's like a commitment. You show up and we're going to get in God's word together. We're going to get vulnerable together. We're going to celebrate together. And it's, I mean, they do, we do the messy and beautiful so well together. Um, and I think that this is when you experience a place where you can go and receive mentorship and discipleship, somebody who can speak truth over you and into you in each of the seasons that Mm -hmm, you're in. mm -hmm. Um, and you can be completely vulnerable and feel safe, safe. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Feel safe Mm -hmm. and loved no matter what. Uh, that's the kind of environment that I think we need to cultivate with one, one another. Right. And it takes time and investment. It takes time and investment and commitment. And and we do want to bring up that in the church, every woman <laughs> is a sister. Every woman. Every single woman in the church. And so, yes, we need to have boundaries. I, I feel like we should probably bring that up. That, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. there yeah. is a time where we need to guard our hearts and our minds mm-hmm. and not overshare and, and our not tongues. become too vulnerable with mm-hmm. with somebody. Um, and if we do, the grace. But um, it's okay to, to create those boundaries, but we also need to view them as a sister mm-hmm. and love them as mm-hmm. one, whether we like them or not. And I mean, I just love how the Lord made it clear to me that um, I don't have to like everybody. But I don't I, have to like everybody. I do have to love everybody. Exactly. And there's f- so much freedom in that, that, mm-hmm. that I can actually love somebody that I don't necessarily like spending time with. 
And it's okay. It's totally okay. It's okay to love somebody and pray for them and encourage them without having to and not and be in like deep relationship and right. friendship with them. You can you can um, have a pure heart mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in talking with them and relating with them, even mm-hmm. though they you don't enjoy them that much. As their personality is so you know what I mean. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm offending somebody right now. Well, the thing that's coming to mind is how sometimes the Lord will bring a sister that maybe you, you, you like, say it bluntly, you don't really like, you don't really get along with, you don't really connect with. Yeah. And, but it's your sister in Christ and you love them. You're coming from a pure place and they'll keep them around. Like, he will, like, make sure yeah. that they are staying. And then you're like, what's going on? In if, your sphere. In your sphere. And you're like, what's, what is... You know, yeah, <laughs> and really going to God and saying, "Lord, okay, how do you how... want me to show up in this?" Yes, in this relationship, asking Him because yeah. sometimes it'll be like, "I just want you." This is what He told me one time: "I want you to spend time with this person, surrender to me, mm-hmm. because mm. I want to speak through you to in some yep. way, or, or they." Are doing the same for me. Yep. And maybe I rub maybe. them the wrong way, you know? <laughs> yep. Because I can be a whole lot sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, maybe I rub them the wrong way, but like the Lord is like asking them to stay in my sphere because yep. they have something that needs to be spoken into my life that I wouldn't receive from anybody yes. else. Right? Iron sharpening iron. And that is a, that's an example of iron sharpening iron in, in the church in a, in a different kind of way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hebrews 2, 10 through 12 says in bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered, both for the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Yes. So I just, I just find that scripture fitting as we're talking about sisterhood, you know, that, that Jesus suffered to make, to make us his sons and daughters, to make us God's Mm -hmm. sons and daughters. And so if, if he suffered for us that way, what are we called to do? Yeah. The same. Yeah. To walk, you know, with each other. To suffer with each other, to bear each other's burdens, to yeah, yeah, pray for one another. I love Naomi and Ruth because they are such an example of going from a journey of sadness to happiness, from emptiness to fullness. Yeah. All the seasons. All the seasons. Yep. You know, that they really chose in to each other. And it didn't start out that way. Right. Like Naomi was like, go on, go home. Like, yeah. like she was willing to sacrifice and be alone. But Ruth chose in. Yep. And the amount of beauty that came out of that relationship and unexpected blessing is um, a real true testament of perseverance in sisterhood. Yes. Right. And and it, but it's also in the, a, a look at the older and the younger woman. Yeah. Together. Well, yeah. Well, in multiple forms. Yes. Yeah. I love that one, too. How we are called to. Yeah. Pour into those that are younger yes. and that are older. Mm-hmm. That we have to serve each other. Yeah. Sometimes I have to look at my daughters as, um, and remember that they are my sisters in Christ. 
Oh, that's a good one. You know? Yeah. The Lord really reminds me of that sometimes is mm-hmm. you take a, take a minute, not as their mother, but as their sister in Christ mm-hmm. and pour into them in that way. So they can learn like what it's like to have good, healthy relationship. Yeah. As a sister in Christ and teach them also. Yeah. Sisterhood. Yeah. Which, well, not just my daughters, but all of my kids. Shared. If you want, you can go look at Romans 12, 9 through 21, which is just a beautiful example. It gives specific instructions on how to love really well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. within this body, this family that we have. I just, yesterday when I was preparing, I was just thinking about how a house operates. Like all of a sudden the Lord gave me this vision of a bustling house. Okay. And I was just kind of sitting there watching in spirit and how, you know, chores get done and conversations get done and giggling is done and rest is there. Mm. And, you know, there's comfort and there's sweetness. And when you think about all the beautiful things that happen under a home is the same kinds of things that he... He just asked for us to have to cultivate within the church family. Yes. Yeah. We're all working towards a common goal. Right. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, wow, look at that. Look at how these sisters in this house are just joyfully working together, joyfully serving together, joyfully resting, resting. Playing. Yes. And they were yeah. doing all of those things together. And I think when we step back and really examine the fact that, that's who God has called us to be. Yeah. To be sweet together. And it's refreshing and it's comforting and joyful. And we can have all of those things in sisterhood. It's beautiful. It is a sweet to the soul. What is that? Proverbs 27, 9. Why did I not write it down? Oh, I'm no, I didn't write it down either. Um, I might have it in here. It talks about being, no. uh, friendship being refreshing to a sweet friendship is refreshing to the soul and a friend loves more than a brother yes something like that a friend loves more than a brother is that in proverbs yeah that's a proverb guys we'll note all of our scriptures in the show notes (laughs) (laughs) go to the episode's web page oh we love it uh so what's our target for today when we're talking about sisterhood when we're talking about sisterhood, I think I think that I would like to get shit person, one sister, pray about it. See who the Lord brings to mind. If there's one woman in your realm, in your sphere, that God just brings to mind and start investing. Pouring out. Pouring out. Mm-hmm. Choosing into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Choose into um, a friendship, a sisterhood, and, and do a little bit of life with somebody this week. Yes. Whether it's helping organize their spice drawer <laughs> or asking if they want to go to coffee yes. or taking a walk around the neighborhood or... Mm. Surprise them in any way God leads. Somehow... We However, just, we, we would just ask that you would hit the target of investing in a sister this week. I love that. Sweet. 
Okay. Well, we will see you we'll talk next to you. Monday. We'll talk about... Oh, what are we going to talk about next Monday? Motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> motherhood. motherhood. Yes. The beauty of motherhood. Yes, it'll be great. All right, blessings to you guys. have our own unique relationship with sugar. And if we're honest, our boundaries with this sneaky guy can be uh, shady. That sugar is very good at being conniving and manipulative as we often give it the power over our thoughts and feelings. Are you feeling me? If you feel as though you've got some unhealthy fling going on with this substance, finding yourself embarrassed about how much you think about it and consume it, if you often hide in your pantry and use it to help alleviate that stress and anxiety, it's time to do something about it. Enter the Break Up With Sugar Bootcamp. That's right, time to set up some healthy boundaries in your relationship with sugar. Train and Truth is offering its Break Up With Sugar Bootcamp to walk through simple steps to set and keep boundaries around your junk food intake. We integrate both scripture and science as we navigate how to step into a healthier body, soul, and spirit and feel capable to do all that God has called us to do. Sign up now at trainandtruth.com. All links mentioned will be in this episode's webpage.